Okay, good afternoon from my side until uh, our guests in the panel take their positions. Let me welcome you again as well from, uh, on behalf of Capital Link. Uh, my name is George Teriakidis and uh, I'm the area manager for this part of the world for DNVGL. We will try and be, as Mr. Bonosi said, to the point, so we don't delay uh, the schedule of Mr. Lascaridis, which will come right afterwards. Right. Uh, we have the pleasure, and I have a personal pleasure as well, to have uh, in our panel certain gentlemen that don't need a lot of uh, introduction. We have Mr. Uh, Philippe Louis Dreyfus, who is the chairman of Louis Dreyfus. Thank you. Uh, he's been the former president of BIMCO for 2015 till 17. We have Mr. George Procopio, founder of Dynacom Tankers, Sea Traders Dynagas, and dealing with shipping since 1974, as well as Mr. Harry Vafias, president and CEO of Stealth Gas, which was created, as you might remember, in 2004. And finally, Mr. Nikos Chakos, president and CEO of Chakos Energy Navigation, uh, as well as former president of Intertanko from 2014 till 2018. Now, the topic that we're going to cover uh, in this panel, and uh, I hope that after um, our participants give their short uh, speech or position to the topic, will be, uh, you'll find it interesting, is actually speed limits. It's something that uh, Dr. Pateras touched upon, and it was the last point from the previous, basically, session. Uh, a lot has been said and uh, a lot has been written on speed limitations. I think uh, it would be just fair to give the floor to each one of our uh, guests, uh, who we thank for their time being here with us, uh, to share their views on the topic. So what uh, I, um, I plan to do is give the floor to each one so they can say their views and then with uh, a few questions maybe spark a discussion and have some discussion among ourselves, trying to stick always to the time. Uh, if I may, we can start from uh, Mr. Vafias. If you have uh, uh, something to st say, an opening statement on this. Um, you want to start from the youngest guy. I take that as a compliment. Uh, some general info which will help the discussion for later. Uh, some, will, some people will know the data, some people will not know the data. Um, the IMO says that in uh, 2012, shipping uh, contributed 2.2% of global emissions of uh, carbon dioxide. I repeat the number again, only 2.2. So, it's important to understand uh, how shipping is not polluting, despite the fact we have thousands of ships going around the oceans. It's only 2.2% of global emissions. Um, a second point is that uh, shipping capacity has grown from uh, 795 million deadweight in, um, in uh, 2000, to 2 billion deadweight in 2018. So that's a huge increase, and despite that huge increase, as we just said, the pollution is uh, minimal. Um, again, as a general comment, uh, we have seen uh, lately um, that uh, Denmark, uh, Germany, and Spain uh, favor a goal-based approach and are essentially against uh, speed limits. 
We're obviously big supporters of the speed limits are um, Greece, of course, uh, and France, which is, uh, which is uh, good to know. Um, last point for our discussion, uh, the uh, European Commission, um, a study made by the European Commission found that uh, a, a cap on uh, speeds at 20% below the 2012 average would cut commissions by about 30%, which is again very important because it's an immediate measure uh, and can cut emissions by such, by such a big uh, degree. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vafias. Uh, if I then move to Mr. Chakos. Thank you <clears throat> very much. Uh, I want to, I think, reiterate what uh, Mr. Vafias said, because uh, shipping has proved over uh, many decades uh, of being the most economic, efficient, and environmentally friendly mode of transportation. Uh, I believe that 2.2%, uh, so I disagree with you here, is uh, still a significant amount of pollution, and we have to make it 0%. But I think what uh, I agree with Harrison is if you uh, envisage the huge effort and the huge quantities of world trade and the um, positive effect on the growth of the world economy and globalization that shipping contributes, then it's a very small percentage, although we as an industry will have to make it uh, you know, as smaller as possible for the future of our children. And we in shipping, we have proved in the past that we have taken actions which uh, uh, unilaterally, without actually any support and financial support, and for those of us uh, significantly older than Harris that remember the discussions of the double-double days, uh, that's when the, in the shipping industry changed uh, the, really the design of the ship, a huge change of design, the first significant change since uh, the compulsion engine and, and the sails. Uh, and that's, uh, and you, you represent one of the associations that was very much into this. Uh, the industry, within 15 years, gradually changed to in the cost of billions, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, uh, the whole profile, and made the double-double design an acceptable design that has minimized down to 99.9% .9 any, any pollution effects. So with that is that we are there, we are in the forefront, and I think uh, we have to take long-term measures, but also Im immediate measures. And by keeping our ships uh, trading with slower speeds, perhaps this is the start. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, just a short comment from my side. What you've just mentioned, I think, connects very nicely with the previous panel. Well, uh, mentioning of cooperation among shipping uh, came about. And uh, I think that now with the uh, CO2 and greenhouse gas emissions regulations that we have, shipping cannot hold the whole, I mean, the cost of compliance uh, and the owners by themselves. I think that's obvious. Uh, if I move down and go to Mr. Dreyfus, uh, in, if you can uh, say a few words. I love to say a few words on speed, limitation, optimization, regulation. Uh, it's been three years 
And I started maybe here mentioning this issue that it might be, that it will be the easiest, quickest, most efficient way of reducing pollution from uh, ships. That was three years ago, and we were not that many. Uh, we were very few to believe in that. We were looked upon like a dirty animal, provocative, and using uh, rude words like speed limitation. Uh, we were some of us. I'm proud and happy that I can say that my colleague and, and neighbor today, George, has been uh, a strong supporter of the idea, and some others like Petros Papas. But we were really a minority. A lot of people were against. A lot of our technical arguments were given against this idea. And um, it's really nice to see, after all these years of uh, promoting the idea, that it's uh, followed by quite a few uh, today. I was uh, very happy to be able to convince the French uh, government and the present French president to promote the idea of the G7. And uh, also, maybe revert on that, I'm very happy that the idea has been uh, proposed and will be actively promoted by BIMCO. Uh, we have here uh, my friend uh, Tassos Papandianopoulos, who uh, uh, I guess will mention that in his speech, I imagine, but uh, BIMCO has, uh, after some a year of work, proposed something which seems to be very acceptable and will much help BIMO to go in the correct direction. So I'm very happy to discuss about speed. In a, in a concert today, having uh, been singing alone for many years. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dreyfus. Uh, Mr. Prokopiu, from your side. I want to that uh, I have advanced one step forward, the thinking. Of course, the statements that owners are very environmentally concerned is correct, that we put uh, uh, environment above economical issues, again, is correct. Shipping that pr produces the lowest footprint per ton of cargo transported is correct. But we have to understand that Emissions are caused by and depends on the horsepower that we use and the type of fuel that we use. So uh, we have the selection about fuels and horsepower. So we divide the issue into segments. What we do for existing ships and what we do for new buildings. Of course, every ship that we build is a better ship than the previous one, and we invest, and we do whatever we can to build a better ship. But at the same time, now we have to figure out why it is necessary to carry iron ore with 16 knots, or crude oil with 15 and a half knots, or uh, my dishwashers and the refrigerator and TV to come with 21 and a half knots. If we take this at the limits, uh, of course, for existing ships, in order to be fair, because existing ships are the old ships and are the young ships, the younger ships, and are the ships to be built. So for existing ships, we cannot put a cap for a blanket cap for every type of ship. So that's why I have improved my thinking and say is horsepower reduction. 
by the governor of the main engine. And as the ship trials are done with 75 of maximum speed, we'll do at 50%. At 50%, according to the propeller law and the horsepower and so on uh, physics, it comes to a reduction of uh, three, three knots, but the emissions are down by almost 45%. So, and why it is fair? The younger ship, the most modern ship that is designed with a better engine, still remains a better ship at the 50% of the installed power. So, which, because the main argument that we had is that you have an old ship that is 15 years old and I have a brand new ship. We cannot have suffer the same. It is very correct. Your investment is not yet amortized and so on. But if we have a reduction of the, ho of the installed horsepower by the governor of the engine, the modern ship remains modern and the older ship remains older. And so there is no any room for complaints. So from now on, I, uh, I support and I believe that everybody, it is a, a, a matter of uh, uh, terminology, mm. it is horse power reduction. Yeah. Uh, I have many other things, but I don't want to monopolize. Let's proceed and we say later. Thank you. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, like uh, Mr. Dreyfus said, this has been something that has been an idea that's been floating around. Uh, if I may ask just to uh, uh, start a, a discussion, this proposal on speed limitation or optimization, uh, like Mr. Prokopius said, there's a lot of discussion about the wording, uh, is now actually as one of the proposals on IMO. So it's been, it has reached IMO as one of the measures to be implemented. Do, how do you see this? Do you believe that is something in the right direction? Do you see that it's a small step too late or something that uh, we are heading to the right direction? Uh, Mr. Dreyfus, would you like to, uh, to say a few words? Clearly, uh, an action on speed, which I, we all agree is it's the easiest and quickest way of achieving progress on for environment. It's something which cannot be French only, Greek only, European only. It has to be a worldwide uh, decision. And the only uh, way forward to get to a, a worldwide decision is IMO. And this is why it is very important uh, that uh, submissions are put by I to IMO. It uh, has been the case in the last three months by France. It is the case in the last three days by uh, BIMCO. Uh, and uh, Greece will follow with something maybe quite clear on the subject. I, would, uh, I think that would be a very good idea. But then it would be very difficult to, con to, to convince other countries. And it's not anymore a, a shipping uh, issue. It's not anymore, if ever it was, a technical issue. It's a political issue. It's a, going to be a diplomatic fight in the United Nations, in IMO. And uh, that's something we will have to fight. But otherwise, it will not get through. And it's a pity if we, most of all, most of us believe it's a good, uh, it's a good uh, way forward for the environment.
Thank yeah. you. Do you see, um, and maybe uh, one of you can uh, reply, I mean, in way of, as you said, I think it's obvious for all technical people, it's a very simple solution. And it gives the results that we IMO and everybody wants as well as uh, we want of reducing basically the emissions. Uh, do you see any problems? Do you see any problems in the implementation in terms of other parties like the charters or the ports, uh, where basically if someone is trying to introduce certain speed limitations, uh, this will not be. Uh, yes, Mr. Chakos. I, I think, of course, it's very important. It has to make uh, financial sense for for the majority of the parties for something to, to go ahead. Uh, and uh, I have to say, it can be coordinated to make financial sense. Uh, it was uh, less than, uh, I would say, five years ago when one of the major, and not only, one of the major oil companies came up with the idea of uh, the virtual arrival. This, we're talking about tankers, and I'm sure some of you in this room are familiar with it. Uh, and it was very, very uh, correct that oil companies, first of all, why should they pay uh, huge amounts of demerits, which was negative for them? And secondly, why would you have a ship just slow steaming or drifting, creating pollution outside the port, putting also being a navigational hazard? So as I say, it, uh, it was a successful experiment and it was very successful when the price of oil was at $150 per barrel. As soon as the price of oil uh, moved down, I think uh, it became less of an issue. But I think this is something that we saw. It happened. Oil companies can live with uh, slow steaming. I, I agree with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Prokopiu. There is no reason that uh, we need to have uh, 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 refrigerators uh, coming very early to his house or <laughs> anything else because uh, also the container industry should be the first that can coordinate it because it, it is much much more logistically driven and much more organized we are more on the bulk side but as I said oil companies had tried it on the bulk and why would you have tons and tons and mountains of iron ore being just stored uh, somewhere uh, in, in very fast speed. So I think it can be done and it can make economical sense for everyone and if you have four or five parties working together. Thank you. Mr. Prokopiu, you want to? I would like to make a statement because we are losing the target. We mix up economical results with environmental protection. This should not be the uh, decisive factor. Of course, we want to do whatever is also somehow more economical in the general sense, but we must be pragmatic first to ask things that are doable and fuels that are existing, because I heard about hydrogen, ammonia, uh, all these things, which will be for many years down the road. And what we have now in our hands is the LNG. We have the IFO and LNG. IFO, the, ship, the refineries are the ones to produce cleaner IFO and not uh, ship owners to try to improve it or to hide it under the carpet on board the vessels dumping it in the sea. By the way, today in the Independent is a very strong article saying about the big 
trick that ship owners are doing to, to, to pollute the water and so on. It's not a favorable article at all and uh, represents completely the wrong, uh, gives the wrong image of, uh, of the industry. And having spoken for the existing ships, for the ships for the future, we must have targets per permissible, like the EDI, the permissible grams per ton mile of cargo transported for every different category of vessels, VLCC, Swiss Max, Aframax, uh, Cape, and so on, in order, and this target to be achievable, and this will lead to new designs, si new speeds, si uh, size, mm -hmm. uh, hull lines, propellers, optimizing at much lower speeds, and this has to be done progressively, so every few years to reduce, it is it's nothing new as the industry of the, the car industry. They said so many uh, kilometers per gallon, and this is always reduced and reduced. And you see that the industry copes with it. And this initiative, this is my key point, should be taken by ship owners, ship owners association, classification societies, and AJACs. Because now we are dragged from people that they are completely have other motives, and shipping is uh, 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 punished and in the eyes of the, of the uh, vast public, because we are very many and politicians are uh, caressing the ears of the voters, promising things that they are not possible. Thank you. I think the independent was talking about, uh, uh, they were talking about that ship owners have, uh, are installing cheat devices. Uh, they were calling them uh, that way, and I think that shows exactly what you said, that uh, there are uh, many who are looking at shipping very with an ignorant eye, and that uh, fuels other discussions which are totally off, uh, off the point. Um, regarding if I'm allowed to play devil's advocate here, just to have a little bit of a discussion and allow me to do that, some might say that if we do that, we will have um, an effect where more ships will be needed, so more ships will be in the water, so more emissions. Uh, just in order for the sake of the audience, do you have uh, any of you some comment on that? I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, a container ship that goes uh, 21 and a half knots burns 130 per ton per day. If you go half the speed, 11 knots, the 130 goes down to 30. 30 plus 30, because you'll need two ships, make 60. From 130, you have 60 with existing technology. This speaks by itself. It is not a rocket science. It is very simple. Double ships, half emissions. So, I, if it's something else that needs to be clarified, I'm very open to, to questions. I think you're clear. Uh, Mr. Dreyfus, you want to add something? Yes, I want to add something to what George just said. He gave some kind of a technical, rational answer, very, very, very good one. But for me, uh, why I believe so much in speed, action on speed, it was 
not, uh, I heard a lot of technical reasons against it, but it's not, there might be technical reasons for, for, for it to favor it, but it's a political question. We don't have a good image. I mean, in Greece, you're very happy to have a Minister of Transport, a Minister of Transport who supports your action. In many countries, we are not seen as good citizens. People don't like shipping uh, because they're not used to it, and they have a bad image of polluters, or people who make a lot of money, and, and they have total absence of knowledge of what we, what we are. Uh, we needed to help our image, and this, I think that action on speed, and I think the word speed is important, if, even if we act on power, technically it will be on power, but politically the word speed is understandable by everyone in the, in the street. Uh, people understand that if you don't put your foot, foot down on uh, the accelerator of your car, you will save uh, maybe uh, lives of people, but mainly uh, petrol. Uh, it's the same. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing for ships. The people understand that, even they know nothing about shipping. So politically, it was politically correct to act on speed because politicians, as you said are looking to the, the electors, and the electors more and more lo look at the parliament in Europe today, and the large majority of Greens there. So we have to act on that direction. That is definitely one of the reasons which guided my, my plea in favor of, uh, of speed. Yes, Mr. Vafias, please. <clears throat> what is very weird is at the IMO level, you see them uh, taking decisions that sometimes are wrong decisions are taken very hastily, like water ballast or um, the fuel switch now happening in three months, which will endanger the lives of uh, people if the uh, fuels, as you know well, uh, are not mixable and it might lead to an accident. And on the speed limits, which gives a result from day one and it's safe, it's taking them uh, months or years to deliberate. So that is not a bit ironic. On, on, on they take quick decisions on things that are unproven and have risks, and on speed limits, which has no risk at all, they, uh, they deliberate and take too long to decide. So for me, that shows uh, their views on shipping and their views on ship owners, which actually means that they're very negative. Before going to Mr. Tsakos, I'll just say that it shows another problem, uh, that uh, how we see the regulations, uh, because reducing one sees shocks, one sees NOx, one sees CO2, but nobody's seeing the whole thing, the whole picture together. Uh, Mr. Tsakos. Well, I just wanted to make uh, <coughs> a comment on what Harry said and agree with him. I think the mistake we made in this very logical reducing the speed uh, situation, it was the whole idea came from the ship owners. Uh, and whenever something comes from the ship owners, as correct as it is, uh, they think there is something fishy about it, uh, uh, to take it literally. So I think what we should have done is come up with some sort of, uh, uh, you know, very radical uh, rainbow coalition of environmentalists that would come uh, up with this uh, idea, and then I think it would be much easier embraced by everybody. Now they think all this, uh, you know, uh, I think as Mr. Dreyfus uh, said, uh, uh, unfortunately, ship owners around the world do not have the best uh, uh, public image, 
And I want also to congratulate you for being able to put the message at least to your, to your government, to the highest level, who is a part of the G7 and G8 and is able to make our voice heard. So congratulations. I think that was, uh, it's due to you. Thank you. Uh, I no? want to come uh, yes. to the point that you made about uh, noxious, oxy CO2 and particulates. Exactly by reducing the horsepower, consequently the speed, you have a reduction of all these four elements. And it is all reduced by nearly 50% from day one. And uh, uh, again, the poli uh, policing these, the classification societies, together with the engine builders, they can reduce the horsepower of the governor of the, of the engine. So, and in case, and, and as today all, all these governors are electronic, in case of necessity, they could contact and the maker give the key to open up if it is a hurricane, if it is something that the ship is really in danger. This is an enforceable and measurable solution that can be implemented from day one immediately. Thank you, Mr. Prokopiu. Uh, in order to keep with the time, I think we will wrap it up here. Mr. Mornozis, right? Yes, if uh, we have the luxury of time, then if there is somebody from uh, the audience that uh, would like to have a question, I think this is the time, ladies and gentlemen. I want to, I want to say, ah, where is the, I just want to make a statement because yes. I absolutely agree with what has been said here from our distinguished panelists, and uh, the real problem is not a problem of essence, of substance. It's a problem of policy. Let's sit down in the international organizations, in the national unions, wherever we can, and work out a realistic solution. This is going to be very useful for our industry because on the basis of the arguments, we, we are the winners. Uh, optimization, if we call it for political reasons and not uh, speed limits, uh, is the policy which is suitable to address the problem. But we don't have persuaded the general public about its reasons, about, about its feasibility and the good results it may have. So, Let's sit down, discuss, and work out a meaningful policy which will be understandable by the public. This is the most important thing. Thank you very much. You're touching exactly what I you said. I have to make a comment said. on this, uh, what you said, uh, please, if I'm yes, allowed. Yes, please, please. We have the owners that they opted for scrubbers, and we have the owners that opted not to be. Ship owners associations have members of both type of uh, owners, the ones that is pro and that is con. This we should not mix. The people, it's different to take a hedge, a position 
as you take in interest rates, you take in price differential. This is a political, it is economical uh, uh, act. What we are talking now is about the environment. I don't blame at all our colleagues that have opted for fitting scrubbers. I have opted not to, for many reasons. I found it uh, hypocritical. Others, they don't, they want to be in accordance with the IMO regulations. So, what it is important to leave this out of the discussion and to see what is best for the environment and not for our pockets. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Borinosis, I have a microphone here. So I was uh, speaking with Joanna here, uh, reminding us that you submitted the paper to the IMO with 120 uh, organizations signing, representing more than 3,000 ships. So if I can ask, what's next? I mean, given where we are today, wh what can you realistically expect from the regulators to, uh, to do? Closer to the president. Hmm? We are closer to the president. <laughs> All right. What's next is, is to move to convince uh, countries in Latin America. I don't know what's going to happen in the uh, Far East and China, but at least if uh, Europe has a very firm uh, uh, stand on the subject, United, that will be already something. I'm not saying that the rule should be applied only in Europe, but Europe has a powerful voice in the, in the world if it's united. Uh, so uh, we could get, uh, and as long as we uh, uh, exclude uh, ferries and passenger ships and things like that, um, the French submission uh, excluded container ships, even though I learned today, which is a very good news, that I, I think it will be confirmed that Maersk will be joining uh, on uh, effort on speed. So I think if we can more, each day we get more support and someday the countries are more reluctant will have to come into it because the public, as I said before, the public, the people in the street understand well that speed, reducing the speed or limiting it in a way will, be, will do good because it will uh, diminish the emissions. So it's in the, I think it's uh, how that will work. But it will take time. It's not for tomorrow morning. It will take years, I guess. But is the this is the problem of our uh, society because when I approached the Chinese Minister of Transportation, after two months they banned scrubbers in China first thing, and second thing, now that if you ask for high sulfur fuel and low sulfur fuel in China, the answer that you take is in few months we'll not have at all high sulfur, we'll have only low sulfur. And the price, that indicative, that they told me, it will be $30 more expensive than the, what is today the high sulfur. This is, of course, at that moment and day. So it shows that where is the political will, the enforcement is immediate, and when they don't seek for votes, they implement it from one day to the other. Thank this you. Is a sorry. 
Can, can I just make a quick, uh, I, I agree with Tassos very much that uh, industry and associations working together and uh, on these issues is very important. Nick and myself and Tassos and, and uh, Philip have met together in roundtable chairman's meetings which I've always found very useful and I think we, we generally can agree on most things and we understand each other. Where, we, where this becomes a problem is the politics as you've already alluded to. It gets into IMO and there are major countries as you well know who are opposed to this and Surely the, the challenge, that's a challenge that we have to face. We can all agree, we can all do the right thing, but at the end of the day, to use a phrase, loss in translation, or don't bother me with the facts. I don't want to know the facts because I made up my mind on a political basis. This is what we're up against, and I think this is where we need to make a lot of effort as well. Okay. One, before we wrap up, I think Mr. Dreyfus and Mr. Chakos wants to say a few things. Mr. I just wanted to make yeah. a, a quick comment on what uh, Mr. Prokopiou said, is to tell you, I mean, I'm sure many of you know it, that also Brazil announced that uh, uh, by the January 1st, in every single port in Brazil, Petrobras will provide uh, point, uh, point, point 0.5 at a very similar cost, and it will start banning uh, the three and a half. So that's another... I would say another nail on the coffin of, uh, of, the, of the heavy. Uh, and Mr. Dreyfus, you wanted to say something before we wrap up? Yeah. We all uh, are hitting ourselves on the head and shooting maybe in our feet, but we believe in uh, what we're saying. But the main solution is not with the ship, ship owners, maybe not with the shipbuilders, definitely not with the charters. The, the, the real solution has to come from the refiners. Let's not forget that. The fuel will have to have a, a compliant fuel. When we had uh, for cars uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, 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 lead-free uh, fuel, they provided with that. They will provide yes. uh, with a sulfur uh, maximum. Thank you very much, Mr. Dreyfus. With that, we will uh, wrap it up. Uh, please uh, join me in uh, thanking the uh, panel for their contribution.